0: 8765663 that's 8588765663 In today's show, we're talking about what you can do when you find yourself in the marriage you didn't dream of. And before we get to this week's show, folks, I want to let you guys know and Alisa and I want to let you know that we are holding a live webinar and it's going to be in two days. So for those of you who are listening to this on the 10th of December, we are holding a live webinar on December 12th, 2013. It's called Your Holiday Action Plan to Keep Joy and Balance During the Holidays. Again, it's this Thursday, December 12th, 2013, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can sign up. Go on over to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash joy. Again, that's oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash joy.
1: Mm, so glad to be with you guys today as we are in this holiday season. And uh, as we start the show today, I wanna to talk to you about the, just share this quote with you from James Dobson out of his book, um, Love for a Lifetime. And he says in that book, guard your relationship against erosion as though you were defending your very lives. And we're really gonna pull that apart today because we know that a lot of you are in the marriage that you didn't dream of. You had this image of um, you know, the white picket fence and the perfect you know, meal cooked on the table every night and no discord and no arguments and sex as frequently as you wanted it. And we know a lot of you are not living there and that's what we're really going to dig into. But you know, we like to start off the show with hugs when you all have put reviews up on iTunes or sent us emails. And this is actually a review from iTunes. And uh, this reviewer says, I have a great marriage going on 17 years. And part of the reason why is that I am always searching for ways to make it great and constantly working on it. Amen to that.
0: Mm -hmm. I just love hearing from Mm -hmm. somebody that
1: says, you know what, we've been married all this time and I'm still learning. like, I'm the one taking responsibility, Mm -hmm. you know, for making sure that we grow. I love listening to this podcast at work because the advice is timely and I find it a great source of inspiration to keep things fresh and communicate effectively. I'm also secular, so a podcast that isn't all about throwing religion in your face is also quite refreshing. I highly recommend it. So thank you for that review. Uh, We say often that when you take the time to put a review up on iTunes, uh, we love the ratings. You know, if you love the show, please go give us a five-star rating. But when you take that extra step and share how the show has impacted you or what you get out of it, that impacts other people. Because when they're looking on iTunes for you know how to you know marriage or marriage podcast or and one extraordinary marriage comes up and they read your words, they become listeners. We know so many of you have found us through the iTunes reviews. so thank you for that. but let's dig into today's material. Um, this is a podcast that has been a couple months in the in the development now uh-huh. because, this is, this is one that I, you guys are going to hear it in my voice today. I'm going to get up um, and, and it's just, there's a passion about what's going on in, in marriages specifically to this where you're not in the marriage that you dreamed of. And, you know, it starts with this whole podcast actually started with the fact that we are getting emails weekly from listeners just like you who suddenly find themselves in, in disbelief That their marriage has come to a point where it's a sexless marriage, where they are just living as roommates, where there's just laziness, infidelity. They're on the brink of divorce and they're writing us going, I don't know how I got here. And some of them are going, I don't know how my spouse got to this point. You know, and it's, you know, as we start digging into this or I get on coaching calls with these folks, they're sharing that, yes, I I asked my spouse to go see a counselor you know i, I tried to talk to them we, you know we, we tried to get help there's a lot of trying
0: mm-hmm.
1: a- and t- you know that that bit of effort is good but folks this is a wake-up call this is a wake-up call podcast because i will tell you that if your spouse comes to you and says we have a problem you know th- there's that um that astronaut, you know, Houston, we've got a problem. Mm. Okay, when, when Houston hears we've got a problem, there's a gigantic problem with a space shuttle somewhere. And it's life, In a lot of times it's life-threatening, right? When your spouse comes to you and says, we've got a problem, you need to treat it with the same sense of urgency and importance that, you know, space command does because here's the thing people by the time they tell you they've got a problem it's a lot bigger than just who took out the garbage cans last night
0: Mm, yeah and it's something that they've been your spouse has probably been mulling over in their head for some time before they've um actually vocalized it to you
1: right because we we tend to think things are like oh well, okay maybe that wasn't so bad Eh, you know i'm gonna let that one slide well, all those little things that start to slide, they don't slide very far. They slide to the middle of the room and then they become this big, white, hairy elephant that you can't walk around. So then it becomes this explosion of, I want a divorce or I, I want out or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not having sex with you anymore you know, because you made me mad all of these times. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you guys, so many of you are waiting until your spouse gets desperate to do something. You're waiting until they're ready to walk out the door for good before you say, oh, you know what? Maybe we should get help. And for those of you that are that spouse that you've been pushed, you've tried, you've asked them to go seek help. You've asked them to sit down and talk with you. You've asked them what's wrong. I know you're frustrated. I know that listening to this podcast is hard for you because you're hearing your story.
0: Yeah. You're the one who's, you know, you're, you're the one who's listening to the show right now. You're the one who's seeking out that advice. You're seeking out material that could help you and your marriage. And so like Elisa said, you're the one who said, has said, Hey, let's get that help. Mm-hmm. And you you have the spouse that's sitting there going, no, everything's okay. There, there's nothing to work on right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because many of you have probably heard something along the lines of, well, it's not my problem, it's your problem. Or we don't have a problem, we're fine. Every marriage is like this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm, I'm too busy. I, I, you know, like I've got work or I've got volunteer commitments or I've got school or I've got stuff with the kids or whatever it is. I'm too busy to take care of this. Or, you know, we're fine. We can just do this on our own. And the reality is that's not happening. Any one or all of those things are not happening. You're not handling it on your own. The problem, if there is a problem, folks, in your marriage, it's both of your problems. Hmm. When two become one, it's very hard to say, well, you know what? That's all you. Now, that's not to say that there aren't situations that we make of our own decisions, but they impact the marriage. Yeah. Every decision that we make in a marriage, either individually or together impacts our union. It impacts our family. It has a ripple effect.
0: As much as Elisa says that, I sometimes wish it didn't because I can, I can look at myself and go, wow, there are times just even this week that I've made decisions that I'm going, wow, those, those, have impacted Elisa, you know, those have impacted the family. So, um, just saying from a, from a guy who messes up at times and many a times along the way, you're not alone.
1: We all do it. And we all, because we live in a, I mean, we are by nature selfish. Uh, We are. I mean, that's just, you know, you look at babies, they start off wanting what they want and we don't really change much from that as we grow up. And, you know So we're battling this selfishness. We're battling the fact that we live in a society right now that is not very supportive of long-term commitment. When you can check out in a, garba- in a garbage in a grocery store, and you know every tabloid magazine that you see as you're checking out is talking about somebody getting divorced, mm-hmm. when you get onto Facebook and you see everybody's status, you know, not everybody, but you see people's status is changing too complicated or single or, you know, okay, so there's divorce right there in your face on your computer. You go and look at the news and you're finding out all of these different celebrities are getting divorced. The word divorce and no commitment is rampant. So you're fighting against selfishness, you're fighting against commitment, and you know, we want things the way we want them. Uh But I'm gonna tell you, unless you get involved in your marriage, and I'm talking to both of you, You're not going to have a marriage. You're not going to because all of those things that you didn't think were going to happen to us, the whole, we're never going to get lazy. We're never going to get indifferent. I will tell you, Tony and I have lived that in our own marriage. We battle even four years into doing this podcast. We struggle with these same issues. And and I know some of you are thinking, oh, there's no way that, you know, they talk about marriage all the time. You know what? There's a reason we bring these things up. Because we have to work on this ourselves. We have to say, you know what? Wow, we're like way off track here. We're not even Mm. close to the tracks right now. Right. You know, and laziness, laziness creeps in. Some of you are just trying to get your spouse to do the intimacy lifestyle. And I'm going to call myself out on this one because my kids and Tony have been calling me out on all kinds of things last week, but I'm going to call myself out on this. I tend to get lazy towards the intimacy lifestyle.
0: Especially, and I'm going to bring this one up because this just happened, was, you know, Lisa had her period and it's ending and I know it's ending because I'm counting. And so some of you may be doing this as well. You, You know, your wife's like, oh yeah. I started my period. I'm like, okay. okay. So, I'm so, just
1: laughing because I've never, I, this is a newsflash to me. I didn't know that he actually counted my days. Go ahead. Well,
0: I'm not counting your days per se, but I'm figuring there's about five days from start to finish. Five to seven. Okay. Five to seven. So I'm counting and no kidding. When it started to when it ended approximately is on, <laughs> it falls on her, her days. And I'm sitting here going, it's Tuesday. It's her last day. She should be good, and it's like, "Come on honey are you gonna are you gonna step up here what what's happening um, and I can find myself you know getting a little resentful, getting a little irritated because uh, I mean Elisa called herself out on it <laughs> you, you know
1: See, I've learned that if I if I do that first, then I, I have a little bit more control
0: over <laughs> well, well we actually <laughs> ended up having sex we did yes we did and uh, then that's another story of how that and, and you know what i'm i'm going to bring this up right now though too because, okay, sex, because go ahead. sex is a big thing here um so lisa and i actually are having sex or about to we're and, trying yeah we're trying and i don't know if this actually even pulls into this it won't but happen you need but to you show- know what yeah it does because it won't happen to us and and, and here's the thing is. I didn't think this would happen to us because of how intentional we are about the intimacy lifestyle and making sexual intimacy and physical intimacy a a fabric of our marriage. And so we're lying there and I'm going, okay, what's, what's going on here? Because honestly, Elisa's supposed to be initiating and I've initiated this. On top of that, I'm like, Okay, let's let's get into some some sort of role here, babe. Like, take a little initiative. It's sort of happening. We're 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 starting to do a little foreplay. I can tell at this point in time, though, Elisa's out there, like in la la land. Not la la land, like sexual la la land. Like, I'm I'm excited to be here with Tony. La la land. Like, la la land. There's so much other stuff that I really need to be thinking about right now. Hold on, I see you. <laughs> There's so many other things that are more important than being here with Tony right now.
1: Okay. Can I just say something right yes, here? Yes, you may. I just want to say for all of you that don't think your spouses know when you're checked out, a uh, newsflash for you. They do know when you are not fully present with them. Cause Tony even said, I mean, here we are in the middle of, you know, trying to have sex. And Tony's like, can you come in the room with me? Yeah. C- can you be like right here? Cause whatever you got going on in your head, it's not of a sexual i'm having sex with tony
0: so in my mind here and those of you who have been in this situation male or female husband or wife you're you're thinking in your own head like why am i even here then why am i doing this yes i i want to be with my spouse i i love that interaction that touch that feeling the sexual pleasure of an orgasm all this stuff but i'm at this moment i'm sort of like okay honey Pull it in, get here with me, and we'll move forward. So that starts to happen we're We're doing good that but I'm noticing it's just taking forever and not not in a bad way because you know you want to enjoy that time, but at the same time, it's like it's it's a little prolonged It just seems like it's not moving really forward. It's sort of in a stalemate there
1: again, because of the mental block my mental of, block yes. not Tony's.
0: And so there, there have been many a times in our past where we will talk to each other, sexual, not uh, sensually. Yes. In in the moment, you know, we'll we'll say, hey, whatever, tell rub, tell me what you like, like tell me what, what you want me to do, do this exactly. kind of stuff. This, so I'm thinking, okay, let me get Elisa involved here. Let, let me get, let me at least that helps. That that allows her to take away whatever's happening and get in the moment. So I'm doing this, and all of a sudden, you want to tell him what you said. And she laughs.
1: I'm I'm laughing because oh, I shouldn't be, and some of you are gonna, I, you're gonna call me out about laughing. But I just stop talking to me.
0: And at this point, at this point, total buzzkill. I go almost flaccid. You did. I mean, I'm just like moment's over. Moment is, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, are, are you are you are you? I'm I'm like, are you kidding to me again? It won't happen to us. A- and I'm thinking over all the years that we've been working on this, I'm thinking this, this won't happen. This wouldn't happen to us. Cause look at, look at what we do on a weekly basis, how we connect physically and sexually and emotionally and financially and spiritually, which has sort of dived a little bit and we need to pick that up. Um, but I'm like, are you come from? kidding me?
1: And guys, I want you to know, I'm not laughing to minimize the situation at all. I'm, it's just you're hearing it I'm hearing it and you know there are those times when Tony and I hear our lives played out um for you in our conversations where I'm like wow I blew that one big time
0: yeah and so anyways I was I was frustrated yes and I just you know what at that moment in time I I honestly I just had to breathe (laughs) I just had to breathe and it, 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 I was rejected at that point. Mm-hmm. I will I will say that. I, I felt very rejected. Um, and there was every fiber of my body just wanting to, you know, just get out of bed and get dressed. Um, instead, I, 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 I honestly was breathing, prayed a little prayer, just sort of go, okay, it's not only about me. There's another person involved in this. And obviously we, we hadn't had enough good romance and emotional intimacy and connection prior to getting back in to bed, you know, and, and, and again, it, it, it's a week for some of you. It's longer. I mean, we, we get it. So for you, there's even more anxiety and angst about this moment and, and totally understand that. Cause we hear from you about that. And honestly, just said a little prayer and was able to then, okay, let's, Let's continue forward and let's see what can happen. Um, We were able to finish and all that. And yet, I mean, again, it it comes out now because we learn and we get to talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: And, and, you know, that's part of it is going, okay? this situation has occurred in our marriage. Like we're facing it. We're facing some of you are facing. Infidelity. Some of you are facing the fact that you've been in a sexless marriage for years. You can't remember the last time. Mm-hmm. Some of you are just facing a general apathy. You're coexisting as roommates. That is your current reality. But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be the end of the story. And, you know, I want to, you know, one of, a couple of things that Tony said that I just, I want to, um, I want to highlight is that it's not all about you on either side of that equation. And you need to stop thinking that everything in the marriage revolves around you. Whether you're the one that's not engaged or the one that's trying to engage, it's not. You're in a partnership. Mm -hmm. You do need to stop expecting your spouse to meet all of your needs. Our spouses are human. They are not equipped to be everything to us. They are not equipped to be the person that we spend all of our time with. They are not equipped to be the person that takes care of all of our emotional needs. They are not the person equipped to love us exclusively. We need people. You know, you need ladies, you need your girlfriends. Guys, you need your buddies. You know, we need to have interaction with other people because our spouses were never designed to be the only person. And you need to stop thinking. I'm you know, very much like um, Tony said when he called me out. Um, that he knew what, was, like obviously, my head was not anywhere even near our bedroom that day. And yeah, you know, so he called me out. And in that moment, I'm like, wow, he knows me so well that just even when I think I'm faking it, like, oh, I'm here. He's like, oh no, you're not. Your spouse is no, guys. Whether you're, you know hanging out on Facebook or doing whatever, they know what's going on. So let's talk about what you can do. Yeah, And and some of these you may have already tried. And what I want to say at the outset about just talking about your options right now is that there is no magic wand to reach your spouse. There's no magic wand to suddenly get them to engage. You may have to try all of these. You may have to try just one and it works. You may have to try them in a different combination. But we're going to give you some things that have worked for us. And have worked for people that we have coached with, and even just other listeners that have shared
0: mm-hmm.
1: what's happening with them. I want to just do a special um shout out to all of you that are engaged or newlyweds that are listening to us. The number one thing that you can do is you can become intentional about your marriage before you ever get married. Like start setting up your communication, you know, your scheduled time to talk and start setting up your scheduled date nights. Start that before you get married. The rest of us who have been married for any length of time or find ourselves in the situation that we didn't realize could happen to us. Let's talk about what you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things we hear from so many of you is that you find that podcast where Tony and I have, you know, hit a nail on the head, be it about pornography or be it about um, being in a sexless marriage or being about, you know, apathy And you change, change, give me a chance, all of these different things. Mm -hmm. These are the podcasts that you say to your spouse, Would you please listen to this? Right. And I will tell you, I just received an email yesterday from a husband whose wife had asked him months ago to listen to a particular podcast, and he didn't do it. Didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it. Two days ago, He listened to that podcast. Yesterday, he emailed me asking for help. So you can't control the time frame that they're going to listen to, but you can ask them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to listen. You can also, you know, Tony and I um, did a podcast called Write Me a Letter, Speak to My Heart. And we also have done, Tony's done numerous, uh, at least one blog post. Yeah, we
0: did a blog post on how to write a romantic letter that will make your heart Make your spouse's heart sing. Now, on this one, it may not make your spouse's heart sing, but I think it'll give you the step-to-step on how to write that romantic letter Mm -hmm. to your spouse so that you're able to convey where you're at. Um, I know for many of you, and and for me included, um, writing is not something that just comes off the top of our hand, our hands. You know, it just doesn't, we just don't sit down and write a 2000 word love letter. It just doesn't happen. And so this is just giving you some guidelines that you can at least work through and hopefully be able to write that letter. So it's not just something that you're just spewing out, but it's something that you've given some thought to.
1: And for a lot of, and I'll you-
0: put links, sorry, okay. I'll put, I'll put links to both of these in the show notes
1: the thing with writing your thoughts down as well is that you can easily you know if you don't like a version you can crumple it up and throw it away yeah um you can really take time to formulate what you want to say and how you want to say it and and i'm going to say right now you are not allowed to do this as a text or an email yeah there is something very powerful in the delivery of a letter I don't care if you type it and then hand it to them, but that whole, we're in such a digital age that there is something very, um, compelling and very emotion filled when you hand someone a letter or when you get a letter in the mail, some of you may choose to actually mail it to your spouse, um, or stick it under their pillow or wherever it is, but that's a way for you to be able to really share where you're at in the marriage. Another thing that you can do, um, we talk often about state of our marriage conversations, and you know, for those of you that have got questions specifically on how to do that, it's all outlined in he zigs, she zags, getting your communication on the same path, and we'll have a link to that in these show notes. But it might be time for you to sit down and have a state of our marriage conversation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a- and you know, just pick one topic. There could be a lot of things going on in your marriage, but. Y- The state of our marriage is inherently an agenda driven (laughs) conversation so that you don't jump from, we're not having sex to you spend too much time at work to, um, you know, you do all these activities with the, you, you can get scattered
0: very quickly,
1: very quickly in the conversation because we've got so much emotion. So when you do the state of our marriage conversation, it gives you the focus to talk about one area of your marriage.
0: Yeah. And if you want to pick up he zigs, she zags, you can go to uh, www.oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash he zigs, she zags.
1: Super easy. And the other add on that I'm going to put to that, um, that we learned after we actually did the, that workshop was that I want you to do it with your palms up. When you're sitting down, you sit with your palms up. You guys have heard me talk about this before. It allows you to keep your emotional temperature down. Mm-hmm. It feels awkward. You may laugh laughter is not a bad thing. It helps to break tension. So do that. And finally, seek help. If your spouse will not go to a coach or a therapist with you, do it for yourself. Okay. Don't wait for them to come around and say, okay, I'm ready now because I don't know when that's going to happen. But if you are feeling like you need support, if you are feeling like you need a trusted person to talk to, Go get that help. Mm-hmm. Go do it. There are, you know, therapists all over the country. Tony and I do coaching as well, um, you know, via the phone. So there's a way to connect with us if you don't want to see somebody in your local area for whatever reason. Go talk. If your church has a counseling ministry, go talk to people at your church. If or if another church has a counseling ministry because you don't want to see the people from your own church, go find it at another church. Yeah. But get out there. Here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you sitting around with your girlfriends or your buddies bashing on your spouse. That becomes toxic. When you've got issues with your relationship, you talk to a trusted advisor, not everybody around, you know, the coffee shop, you know, because that will just breed more, more issues. Mm. So the thing is, guys, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this is that, The two of you have a choice right now. You have a choice to actually get involved in your marriage and change the future relationship or not to. I mean, that's your choice. You are not powerless to make decisions regarding your marriage. And I don't want you to think you are. I mean, you have a choice to love. You have a choice to engage. Your spouse has those same choices. Regardless of what you do, the future is going to happen. So are you going to get actively involved and create the future that you want? Or are you just going to sit back and let, you know, the chips fall where they may? You have to make a choice. And what better time now as we head into the beginning of a new year, as we're dealing with all of this holiday and, you know, there's just a couple weeks left in 2013, what better time To make a choice and say, you know what? I'm going to get involved. I'm going to give my spouse the gift of me Mm -hmm. this year. I'm going to decide to create that marriage that I did dream of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it won't happen to me, you know? And then we find ourselves in a spot where it does. I want to just let you guys know again. You're not alone. You know, you're you're not sitting out there on an island by yourself. You're here with a community that loves you. We're here to support you. We're here to help you. And the very nature of that means you got to still take action though. You got to get up. You got to, you got to go out there. You got to press after it. And if you need that help, seek it seek it if that's if there's anything that we could really just say right now is find somebody around you who can help you out Mm -hmm. because you know what sometimes that's all we need and it may be like elisa said it may be a trusted advisor a counselor a, a therapist it may be your men's group or your women's group where you really connect with somebody but don't sit out there alone and for those of you who are just, uh, your, your spouse is just dangling there. Give them some grace. You know, give them some grace. Pray for them. And more importantly, just show them love. It comes down to this. we got to show love. And hopefully over time and them seeing your commitment to your marriage, they'll come around. You guys have a fantastic week. We love you.